Okay, podcast time. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second episode of Big Mood. If you listened to the first episode, congratulations. You listened to my voice for like 30 minutes. Uh, That's something that usually only I can get my students to do. So great job. Go team. This is episode two, and today I'm super excited to have uh, Batesville superstar Bryce Keaton with me today. And we're going to talk about uh, the current environment of school safety and kind of what young people, not only what young people can do about it, but what young people are doing about it. And and trust me, they're doing a lot. Uh, So Bryce, what's up? What's your deal? Like what, what has high school been like for you so far? Well, first off, I just want to thank you for having me, and I just think this is awesome what you're doing. Aww. And uh, high school's been going pretty good for me. It's progressed a lot over the years. It was really hard being that freshman, uh, not getting picked on by seniors, but just getting shown the ways of high school. And yeah. as years gone on and as I'm a senior now, it's awesome to be in like that leadership role to help the freshmen out, show them their ways. If they're lost, help them out. And it's, it's been good. You guys. See, most people are like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a senior. Like, forget the freshmen, but these are the people I'm trying to tell you about. Like, these are the future leaders who are taking these opportunities. So good, so good. The first thing, obviously, the reason we're here to talk today, I really want to pick your brain about school safety. And I know it might sound random, but it really has kind of become synonymous with Bryce in my mind because I have seen you invest so much time and obviously as a teacher and also just as an adult uh, in your school, I've seen you dedicate so much of your life over the past year to this. And, and my first question that I kind of want to want to pose today is what motivated that? What motivated you to care about school safety? So I guess what's motivated me, mo- motivated me the most was the fact that their lives their lives that are being lost. And if I'm putting myself in the shoes of the survivors, their friends are getting lost. And it's, I don't wanna lose my friends, I don't wanna lose my teachers, the people who I care about, or even the ones I may not know because they are still lives that are being lost. So when I see a CNN report that states that 1.4 school shootings are happening a week, it's it's scary. It's scary to think that in a population with only 7,000 people, the towns that have been affected are very similar to Batesville. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. So I want to try to make a change towards being safer. Yes. Off of that, my question to you. So I always, not always, I have this experience sometimes where I'm just sitting in, in school doing my own thing and all of a sudden I start running through a scenario. Does that happen to you? All the time. Do you think that your classmates, so I, I sit here and we're doing something fun and then I'm like, is my door locked? Do I have the proper equipment in here? Is, is this, is that, is that? Do you think that your classmates go through that? I think I would probably go through it a little bit more than they do, but I know with some of my friends, it might be in the back of their head, but I mean, for me, that's always number one priority is, you know, how can I keep my friends safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at it's most basic when someone says school safety what what kind of components factor into that for you uh school shootings a a school door has never been breached or excuse me a classroom door has never been breached and i want to keep it that way mm-hmm. so i would i would think that that would compose of you know making sure that the door is always locked 
making sure students are always aware of what's going to happen if something if something were to occur it it's 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 just scary yeah it is scary um so looking so we've we've talked about the motivation so how is that motivation turned into a reality for you what have you what have you been doing to try and create a safer learning environment for yourself and for your peers so i've recently started my own company called safes it's security attachments for enhancing school security uh, i've made a website for it i've created a partnership with Batesville tool and die where we're fabricating and designing these different classroom safety devices that could be used at Batesville and other schools across the nation. So we've been getting on Facebook, Instagram. We've been trying to spread this like wildfire to get the community to know about this. Mm -hmm. So specifically, I know having visited your site a few times that you have kind of a timeline of, of when things started and where things have gone. Could you kind of, you know, just from memory, walk us through that timeline where where you started and kind of where you are now yeah so uh what basically got me started it was in your class creative writing when we started project passion and i'm passionate about my my security and my friend's mm -hmm. security so then after that i went to mr allen and i said hey you know what can i do to make a change he said go to a school board meeting so after three school board meetings and a prototype that I was able to get from my boss, who was that tool and die, we were able to pull up something and present it in front of the board, show them that, you know, this is a door that works on doors that swing inward, doors that mm -hmm. swing outward, and a very, very, very clear, noticeable locking or unlocking position with the key that could also be used for first responders in the case of any reason why it would be engaged when it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And what has been the hardest part of, of this whole timeline, this whole process for you personally? My hardest part of this entire process was, and still is, trying to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. People see me as a high schooler, now a senior, but it, I feel like I still haven't completely gained that respect that I feel like I deserve because I'm working my tail off and trying to get mm -hmm. the inside perspective as a student. What can I do to help an administrator see my side of the story? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that there's some magical component to making that happen? I mean, what else do you, what else could you see yourself doing to earn that respect? You know, like, do you think that that, that there's something there? I mean, I think it might just take, I mean, as much as I hate to say this, it might just take time and my persistence. Mm -hmm. My persistence of, you know, until I hear a no, we're not going to do this, I'm not stopping with this project. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep carrying through. I'm going to pull the numbers of how much it's going to cost for these parts, present it to the board, present it to Batesville administration, and if they say no, they say no, and then I'll stop. But until they tell me to stop, and hopefully they can see how serious I am and how much I persevere through all of this, as we're going to be running up on a year and not very long. Mm -hmm. And it's, I feel like that's just, it's just going to take time. Yeah. And I agree. I, I hate to say that, but I think that time for better or for worse can, can be a determining factor in a lot. After a certain period of time, what would you say is your ideal outcome with this project in an ideal world? What do you want to see happen with, with this initiative? My ideal outcome would be to start at Batesville high school and put these classroom safety devices in each and every classroom, see how they perform. And then once they are at, you know, 
believe in better as long as they are at the excellent point and they perform without a single if and or but problem then move to the middle school primary school mm -hmm. and it's a simple one locking procedure you slide one piece of steel in in a slide and then it's engaged it's mm -hmm. very simple easy to use easy to operate and i hope to see that they will evolve into baseball schools mm-hmm I love this approach, and I, I love what you said. Uh, our, our administration's response was, you know, you uh, were inspired to do something, and, and you, you asked, what, what should I do? What can I do? And, and the response was so awesome. It's, it's at, at its heart, it's do something positive. Find a, a positive way to impact the people around you, because there are voices left and right saying everything, but it, it takes a... a, a true, takes a true believer in humanity to, to look at a problem and try and find a positive solution. And I think that your solution is, is rock solid and it, it is so different than a lot of other things that have been suggested um, that that school should do. And so really, I think what, what gives you, what, what, gives you so much faith in, in this approach rather than uh, maybe other things that a school like ours could be doing to stay safe? Well, I remember the first approach that I was given was to be part of the walk out of school. Mm -hmm. So as class was going on, walk out for you know the lives lost, walk back in. And then when they mentioned the suspension, that's what kind of, kind of made me wonder. I called my recruiter. I even said, you know, hey, if I get suspended for three days, what is this gonna do to my career? Mm -hmm. And he said, it won't do much, but do you want to be a leader or do you want to be a follower? Mm -hmm. And that's when I went to Mr. Allen. So, yeah. I think this is the approach that I'm so passionate about because it's the cheapest, for starters. It's a one-time install, very little maintenance, if at all. Yeah. You're not paying for a security guard. You're not paying for electricity. Mm -hmm. You're literally paying for the parts, and that's it. I think that it's also such a great approach because it gives – some control to the classroom because I, I would I'd be really interested to hear your perspective on this but one thing that is really scary to me is that to some degree I think that that in those situations people feel feel very out of control like there's there's very little that you could do to impact the situation and and help save people essentially and I think that this is really neat because it, it does give control back to you know the teacher or the student who who i guess engages this product to lock the classroom you know i think yeah. that that's really cool yeah i mean from just the last few years of where Batesville has evolved i love that we're not just sitting ducks anymore mm -hmm. because you were just sitting in a quarter in a corner waiting for your life to be taken from you mm -hmm. i mean so now you engage the device you barricade the door and you get ready for self-defense and it's scary to think that those are the kind of actions that we have to take, but it's a necessity when you're talking about your life or someone else's. Like you said, right off the bat, it's about human lives. Yeah. And I have definitely experienced and heard different people online um, and, and in real life that honestly think that young people are making too big of a deal out of this out of kind of the school shooting scenario do you agree with that do you think that it's it's being blown out of proportion by young people well the whole reason why i did this 
was because I wasn't going to wait on Congress to make any sort of gun reform laws or whatever, whatever Congress is going to take on this, I wasn't going to wait for them because right now it seems all they can do is argue, hmm. just from what I've seen. And then on top of that, I don't think we're taking it out of proportion because we are talking about human lives. Mm -hmm. You see the parents of the victims who are on TV crying because they are mourning of the loss of their son, child, granddaughter, granddaughter, or grandson, granddaughter, whoever it may be. And if someone wants to say that the loss of lives and us trying to do something about it is blowing it out of proportion, then obviously they don't have the same love and affection that I do when it comes to human life. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're kids. We don't, we don't deserve this. We deserve to be in a safe environment where we don't feel like we are not safe and yeah. not protected and have a constant fear that, oh, this school could get shot up any day and I could lose my life at any time. Right. Wow. One thing that I have really... One reason why I wanted to start this podcast was because I have seen such a difference in what high school is like, even from when I started high school 11 years ago. And that was, that's so recent. All of you guys in this school were alive then. That is not that long ago. And I, I think that I have the unique experience of being able to enter back into high school and, and I'm like, wow, this is really different than it was when I started high school in 2007. And I think that a, a large reason why people have so much trouble comprehending the vastness of this issue is because they never step back into high school, at least in, in a permanent way. They're never actually back in the atmosphere. Definitely. And so I think that a large part of the understanding just comes from, from what they remember high school to be uh, and, and what it, what it really is now. And I think that a, a large reason that high school has shifted has honestly been social media. I think that it is such a driving force in change for better or for worse. Um, and so I guess, I guess I'm just thinking what, what have you seen positive things, negative things on social media surrounding this issue? How have you seen social media kind of move in this area? So, in my mind, what I like about social media is the fact that I can connect with my family that's in different states mm -hmm. and stay in touch and still see pictures and still interact. And that, that's what I love about it most. Mm -hmm. Or those, those stories that you see, those videos that you see that just warm your heart. A, a person helping like another person. Yeah. It, it puts a smile on my face. And then I would say my least favorite part is just mainly, even just when it comes to like the news the overdoses, the murders. I mean, I can't, I feel like I can't even watch a news broadcast now without seeing anything positive. Mm -hmm. Everything is always about death. Everything is always about drugs, an overdose. It, I feel like that there's nothing ever positive anymore on a mm -hmm. news broadcast and it's sickening because so much is changing, so much is happening. And I feel like now we're in a time where it's just, fight, 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 but mm -hmm. no one's showing any love to one another. Right. And it's, it's sickening. I mean, just to that it's got to this point. I mean, I, I mean, it might be rocket science, but I never knew I, it was so hard to just love someone. Yeah. Just even if, even if you have a different view than mm -hmm. they do, respect that. Right. But it's, I don't know. 
so how do you how do you stay positive in all of this then what what is it or what are some of the things whether it's Netflix or junk food or whatever, what are some of the things that help you stay positive amidst all these things that you're seeing and experiencing all the time? Well, I'm always looking forward to the future. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can even, I would even say that I'm kind of missing out on the journey in life just for the end result. Oh, wow. But looking at the future, hoping for a better future and hoping that I can have an impact on that future to make it a more loving place. I mean, I understand that there's always going to be small hiccups in life. I understand that things may not always go our way, but that's what gives us strength to fight for the things that are bigger and harder. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I know all of this work that we're putting in now as a young generation is going to pay off in the end. Yeah. What that solution is going to be, I don't know. But I know in the end it is going to change if it even comes to an election, mm-hmm. if that's what it takes. Yeah. So what do you see in your future? If you're spending so much time thinking about it and looking forward to it, what, what's in the future for you? Well, on June 11th of 2019, I will ship out into the United States Army. And then from there, I will go to boot camp. And then after that, my AIT. And then after that, I plan on serving 20 years. And then if I enjoy it for those 20 years, I'd like to also join the NSA after that and continue in a career in signals collections analyst for another 20 years, and then come back to Batesville and build a house and just enjoy it. And know that your kids are safe in school, right? Exactly. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. I've loved this conversation so far. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Cold chills literally all the time, (laughs) left and right. It is so good to, to hear some of the things you're saying. And I want to spend just a few minutes just shifting gears a little bit to just your generation. And we've, we've touched on this, but again, I really just want to open this up to people who maybe aren't surrounded by young people all the time, or when they are, it's a young person behind them at a movie theater who is kicking their chair or <laughs> texting during the movie. And that's not a realistic representation. Uh, but what are some of the things that you hear about your generation positive or negative and it can be the news or adults in your life or social media like what are some of the things that that you have have heard about yourself you know your generation yeah so I'd say the the biggest thing that really gets under my skin and that hits hard to home is that I hate hearing that we don't have any respect for authority Mm. and I think they're getting the wrong picture because don't get me wrong I will respect authority a hundred percent but if something is out of line I'm going to question it. If something is unjust, I'm going to question it. Mm. If, I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. So everyone thinks that we're disrespecting, that we're, that we're doing something that isn't right, but we're the ones that are actually making a change because we're different. And people tend to frown upon things that are different in life. Right. I mean, even when it comes to, like, my personal family, I have family members who are gay, and I think it is awesome. And just recently, they're starting to get accepted state by state and can actually get married. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, you know, they've always been quote-unquote married, but for them to actually have that piece of paper, it's priceless to them. Yeah. And, you know, they were, you know, quote-unquote different at one point, and now they're not. And, you know, we're going to get this like 
this trouble for a long time until we can finally push through to the end and come out with an result. Right. I am 100% on your same page. I see people saying the same things. And I think, I think what you're saying is, is just simply that some people misinterpret resistance as, as a lack of respect. Exactly. But really, it's just pushback and hopefully pushing until there's breakthrough into a bigger and better future. Exactly. Right? Is there anything good that you can think of that people are saying about you guys? Yeah, I don't know. No, you're good. Yeah. Hey guys, just a quick note for me. After Bryce and I were done recording, I wanted to make sure that he was okay with me leaving that silence in. I wasn't sure because I thought maybe he would be embarrassed that he couldn't answer my question. But I think it's important to leave that in because often we're afraid of silence. And that awfully awkward silence actually says a lot to me. It tells me that as a young man with such passion and vigor and excitement for life, Bryce can't think of a single thing that people are saying about his generation that's positive. Think about that. None of them can. Every student I've had a discussion with, in or outside of the podcast, has the same reaction. They don't know what people are saying about them to breathe life into them or to usher them into success because Unless it's in a school, or unless it's a specific case, they don't get that kind of exposure. The media isn't always on their side, and honestly, sometimes it feels like no one is. From the start, I wanted this podcast to be honest, and I think that Bryce's honest lack of words shows us just how negative the atmosphere is currently around Generation Z. And right now they're impressionable, and they're looking for answers, but that won't always be the case, and eventually, they'll come to the conclusion that it's them versus the world, and that's really not what I want to see. I want to see these kids thrive, and I'm assuming you do too. So your next interaction with a young person, just think about this. How many times have they been told no? Or how many times have they been told they're not old enough? And then I want you to weigh that against how many times they've been encouraged or how many times they've been positively redirected from negative behavior. And I think you'll find, like I've been finding, that it's very imbalanced. And I want you to think, what kind of environment or what kind of mindset do you want to contribute to? Just think about it. Now back to the podcast. What do you what do you want to get out of senior year? We've spoken about the distant future or the not so distant future. What about the the immediate future, even arguably, you know, the upcoming present? What do you want to get out of senior year? So out of senior year, I want it, I want it to be fun, you know, it's senior year, but I also want it to be very rewarding in the classes that I take, where I go and like what I plan to do with my future. 
I really want to spend a lot of time in investing more time into relationships before I leave. And, you know, just once again, just show that love that I have for people, my friends and my family, and show them that, you know, the whole reason why I'm doing this is for you guys. Mm. The whole reason why I'm doing this is, you know, like my, what I love about, you know, this is like my main reason to serve is the Indiana sunsets. Because, you know, a beautiful sunset, back roading with friends, listening to music, nothing's going to beat that. And I want to make sure that it stays that way and that we're safe. That's mm-hmm. all, I mean, that's the whole reason why I want to join. So, I mean, it's, I want senior year to be memorable, fun, action-packed. And I just want to show people, my peers even, how to love each other more well. Because that's... That's probably the biggest thing that I think just needs to be a huge, huge takeaway is just love each other well. Mm. I was going to ask, what do you want to be remembered for? <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think I already know. I think you're going to be remembered as the guy, to some people, the crazy guy <laughs> who just wanted people to love one another and to respect one another and to speak up for themselves and to, to care and yeah. to be present. Yeah. How do you think that you mentioned Project Passion, and so did Jennifer. (laughs) And now it's going to be my goal to make every future guest (laughs) mention Project Passion because I love it so much. You chose something that you were so passionate about. And and one of the things that I try and, and say during Project Passion is, how are you going to use this to engage people who aren't passionate about this topic? Because there are students who pick things and I'm like, really? That's your passion? <laughs> but as a teacher, we're, we're going to foster it. But that doesn't mean that I'm passionate about it. So how do you, how, co- how could the average student uh, advocate for change even if they're not as passionate uh, for you? What could the average person do uh, going back to, to school safety? Uh, the average person could just look around in their classroom they could, you know, see what they could use to barricade the door. They could see, you know, just get a layout of the room. I think that's the biggest thing is to assess. So whenever you are in a situation like that, you can take that leadership role if the time comes to where you can say, hey, we're going to go out this door because I saw that on the wall. Or, hey, we're going to barricade the doors with these tables because they're the thickest. Or, hey, we're going to throw our computer bags with our computers in them at the guy when he comes in because that's heavy enough to stop him and distract him. Yeah. Or, hey, it's going to be us three who, if he comes in here, we're going to tackle him. If you can just make a little plan like that, just the average Joe, that will go a long way in the event that something would happen. Yeah, I think that's so important for teachers and students to have those conversations. And honestly, sometimes those conversations are hard because of timing. We have things to do. They're also hard because they're scary, yeah. but they're, they're worthwhile because if we are, are together, we're, we're much stronger. Exactly. I love everything about this. I'm going to ask you a few questions in our lightning round and I didn't send them to you in advance, and I'm going to see how fast you can, you can answer them, uh, one word or, or two words or three words or whatever. Okay. So this is lightning round. So my first question is, do you prefer texting or talking? 
Uh, talking. Really? Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite junk food? Uh, goldfish, if you want to call that junk food. <laughs> it's like some of them it's like wheat, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, what's your favorite childhood show? SpongeBob. Of course. <laughs> what's the most number of hours you've watched TV in a single sitting, you think? When I had sick with mono, I'd probably say probably a solid like 24 hours straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about mono. That was a rough day. Wasn't that during Project that Fashion, was maybe? Dur- yeah. Or like at, yeah. around that time? That was during Project Fashion wow. because you had to give you like the packet at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you came in and you were like a skeleton. Yeah. That was a nightmare. I mean, I'm sure it was much worse for you than it was for me. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, just a couple more. Would you go to space? Yes. Really? Yes. In a heartbeat? Yes. Put I, me on a ship. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, let's go. I have always said that I would go into space even if I knew I wouldn't come back. Like, if I could just go on a mission and explore as far as possible, yeah. and then, like, sorry, like, time's up, I'd be like, all right, I will take one for the team. Yeah, you know? just, give me, just put another person on with me, and I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite teacher? Me. Next question. Exactly. Last question is fold or wad? Fold or wad? Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, let's see. Like, I definitely wad up a paper and throw it away. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Well, guys, that's all that we have today for Big Mood. Again, this has been Bryce. He has a website that is awesome and you should check out, and I'll put it in the description. Uh, Bryce, where can the people find you on social media if you're looking for followers? So just look up uh, Safe's Team on Instagram and Facebook, and we're there. It has our nice logo, and it has a nice uh, bio of where, what you can expect out of us. That's so awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. This podcast is available everywhere, and I would love for you to leave a review just so I can know what you think, uh, what you think we could talk about. Um, You can find me on Instagram at PaulXOX or on Twitter at PaulSatchwell. This has been Paul Satchwell, and this is a big mood.